All right, good morning, everybody. Back at it with another study. We're gonna be jumping from place to place, it seems like, so far. And uh, here we are Wednesday. And I hope, God willing, today that you have a wonderful, blessed day in the Lord. His, his mercies are new every morning. What a blessing that is to have your mercies be new every morning through God. And I'll tell you, uh, the, the book that we're going to be in is in Psalm 34, which I've been talking about lately. And I think it's just only appropriate right now that we that we stay in it and we hang out with it, kind of break it down, study it, because it's it's really applicable to our lives today. We need we need to have these truths uh, resonating within us, and we need to live out what the word says. So as we start to go through this, what you're going to see is David, who is currently at this point in uh, the land of the Philistines. And he is, now this is kind of interesting, but He's acting uh, on purpose. He's pretending to be crazy. And because uh, he fled to the Philistines, land of the Philistines. So, which was interesting because if you remember what made him really famous is when he, you know, slew the giant. Goliath, who was nine feet, six inches tall, and he was a Philistine. So here he is fleeing to the country that that giant was from, and odds are he had a sword, that same sword that he slew him with. At, well, he was already slain at that point with the slaying the stone. But if you remember, uh, David uh, ended up cutting his head off. I know what that sounds like. And uh, so, yeah, you know, that's just an interesting dynamic. And realistically, it wasn't God's will for him to be there. Uh, he chose. He chose to be there. Because we have that free will, and there were consequences because he went to the land of the Philistines. And so every action that we take, everything that we do, has a ripple effect, either good or bad, positive or negative. So we must be careful with the actions that we do, that we need to make sure that our actions are aligned with the will of God and the word of God. Because if not, they're going to be aligned with something else or someone else's. So we must be careful with that. So with that being said, 
we are going to be in Psalm 34. And we'll just see how far we go. And Psalm 34 starts out with just... Here's here's one thing before I guess before we get started is is do not be a person that cherry picks Bible verses and you take it and you read it out of context. That's a really dangerous thing. And so, you know, I gave you some background. And with that, we have a better sense of what we're gonna be reading. And why it's important, and what he's saying it, and why is he saying it? So, Psalm thirty-four, one says this: "I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth." What's powerful about this statement? Is that it's not, I will praise and bless the Lord when he gives me what I want. I will bless the Lord when I'm happy, when I'm healthy. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So with his mouth, he is continually and probably repeatedly throughout the day praising God for the things that he's done. Now, don't get me wrong. There's been things in in his life that were bad. And there were things that happened partially because he disobeyed God. That, That was part of it. But, you know, I've said this before, God does not take sin lightly. Uh, he, does, he doesn't have a soft spot for people just because uh, they made one mistake. And I'm not saying that to diminish God's love and patience for people. Because if you're still living and breathing, that means God is not done with you yet. And he's given and he's given you an opportunity to put your trust and faith in him today. But what I'm saying is this God does not have any tolerance for sin. He can't because he is a just God. So he gives people opportunities to put their trust and faith in him. And we just we just don't. So again, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let that be said of us. Let that be said of us. But more importantly, because I have to put myself in there, in the story, let that be said of me. Is that my attitude? Is that the way I'm living my life? When things go bad and things things get rocky and things get uh, scary, is this, is this me? Verse two, my soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together.
that that's really the main the one of the main points today. Let's exalt God together. Let's let's stop glorifying the wrong things and let's focus on what really matters. And if you boil it down to its absolute simplest terms, Jesus Christ is the only one that matters. And we need to magnify his name. We don't magnify our name. We don't glorify and honor other people because only God is worthy of that praise. And so we, we glorify and honor him. Now, earlier when I said we, we can't cherry pick verses, I say that because these next three verses are, are scriptures that people would take and run with. And they wouldn't get the full background because there's a couple of verses behind it and after it. Now, David has had his fair share of burdens in his life, for sure. And I am, I'm just venturing to guess that the rest of us have had a, a tough trial or two in our lives. Maybe we're going through one right now. Well, I have a couple of promises for you that I feel that we must hear because I need to hear it. And I experienced it the other day. And some of my teammates are experiencing it right now. And I share, I screenshot this and shared it with them. Now, whatever fruit it produces, I don't know. But that's, that's God to do. Remember, as believers, the only thing we can do is plant the seed, some water it, but God will cause the increase. So there's only so much we can do, but we cannot cause things to grow. We can't plant a seed. Uh, we can't water it alone and then go down the ground and scream at it saying, grow now, let's go. You know, that's just not going to work. You have to be patient. You have to take care of it. You have to make sure it gets the, the right amount of water. I mean, that's why I try as, as best I can not to be, uh, you know, too harsh or too or too soft because I don't want to compromise the word of God. So when you're planting that seed, it's a gentle, it's a gentle process. When you're watering, you have to make sure you don't overwater it. What's going to happen? People that have gardens, you know, you know, you know what's going to happen. The seed is going to not make it. That plant is not going to grow. But if you water too little, it's, it's the same thing. So you have to be so careful with how much you do that. But verse four is for all of us today. This is kind of like the, uh, I don't know, the, the thing that just shines so bright uh, in this in this passage of scripture because everybody, this is for everybody. You need this. I need this. And if you have your Bibles open with me, which I, again, it just depends on where you're at. I mean, obviously in the car, you can't, but if you get to a place today, open your Bible up, underline this verse, Psalm 34, four, listen to this. So powerful. Ready? I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. 
when we are fearful, when there are things in our in our lives that are just weighing us down, the burdens of your heart are in full force. What do we do? Well, sometimes we shell up and hide. Sometimes we go to alcohol. Uh, sometimes we go out with our friends. Some of us have hobbies that we like to do, fishing. You know, a lot of people go do that. But what do we do? We do those things. But the, the greater question is, what ought we to do? That ought word changes everything. What is, the, what is the absolute best thing that we need to do? What must we do? Well, it says right here in verse 4, I sought the Lord. We seek him. We seek out his counsel. We seek his provision. We seek his word. Because his word will reveal what our hearts try to conceal. But his word will also reveal his will for us and promises to deliver us from these problems and these fears. Fear is crippling. Fear is damaging. Fear will hold you back from a greater blessing because it's, it, fear is basically the lack of trust of, in God. And in the worldly sense, fear is a lack of trust in one's ability to be able to accomplish. And it's fear. Fear is just unrealistic, um, an unrealistic thought of something that it hasn't even happened yet. And I, and I had a word of advice, and I still use it today because it's so powerful. It's not a problem until it's a problem. So, you know, our first day of school was yesterday. So I know there's not a lot of people that are like, they're really sympathetic right now because they've had to work this whole time. So trust me, I'm, I'm right there with you. And so, but I had so many people that were like, I don't know, not whining, but pretty close to it. And they were so fearful and fearful and fearful. Back school night for crying out loud, they met the students for what, 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes. And they were already making, like, had these preconceived notions that these kids were going to be this, this, or that. I'm like, you just met them. You don't even know. And I said, why are we worrying? I've heard stressed and overwhelmed so much in the past two or three days. I, I, can't, I can't listen to that word anymore. And I'm not diminishing their, their concerns or their feelings, but my goodness, when do we, and these are people that, profess to believe in God. So where, I mean, where is your trust at? If your trust is in yourself, yeah, you're going to be fearful because we all fail and fall short. We all have our shortcomings. Our strength only lasts for so long. That's a fact. Some have a lot more endurance than others. Some have more patience than others, but your patience and your endurance, I don't care how tough you are, 
will run out eventually. That's a fact. God and God alone through the power of the Holy Spirit gives us strength that goes beyond comprehension. He gives us peace that goes beyond comprehension. He us with his power. He grants us to have perseverance, to be encouraged with the scriptures, to, to be how he was on this earth. Jesus needed some encouragement as well. Why do you think he went out by himself and prayed? But I caution you not to be because you need some. Think of how that would make you feel if you if you have someone that just hung around you because they only needed something all the time. It would make you feel too good. You might even consider that person a toxic person. That's the word now. They're just toxic. They're always just taking stuff that they're not giving anything in return. Therefore, I'm going to cut them off my life. Well, is that how we treat God? And I didn't get to finish verse four. I sought the Lord and he answered me. Here, here, here's the promise. If you seek the Lord and you seek in the right way, you're not seeking him only just to get what you want. You seek him because you trust him, you have faith in him, you want to obey him, and you love him. Here is the promise. And he delivered me from all my fears, not some of my fears, all of my fears. What do you fear today? What is something in your life that is causing you fear? Fear of the unknown? Again, it's not a problem until it's a problem. And whatever situation comes your way, that whatever problem comes in your way, your God is bigger than that problem. But you got to trust him. You have to have faith in him. You have to believe in him. You have to get in his word. You have to pray to him. You have to, you have to build that relationship up with him. But if you seek the Lord with pure motives, with a sincere heart, he will deliver you from all your fears. Let me tell you something. There were times in my life where I was extremely fearful. I was fearful and stressed to the point where I was sweating profusely because of stress to the, uh, to the point where, I mean, I, I had to, I had to just do something to get my mind off it because I was in that, I wasn't outside. It was in an air conditioned building. I mean, it was cold in there. I was sweating because of stress. That's not the right approach. And the thing is stressing and worrying and all these things, they don't add, add a single hour to your life. So it's, it's genuinely pointless. And a lot of times, 
you know, here, here's what we do. A stressful situation arises. A situation that comes up that causes us fear. What do we do first? We go tell someone about it. Is it God first? No. We go tell a family friend. We go tell a family, family member. Maybe it's your best friend. We bring those things up to them, or if it's a medical issue, we don't seek God first. We go seek a doctor first. Then we go to God. That's backwards. Now, don't get me wrong. God has given us a huge, tremendous blessing of modern medicine. Are we thanking him for those things? These medical advances that are saving people's lives in and now we're not going to get into all the, the deep stuff about, you know, pharmaceuticals and everything, but, and, and the you know, monopolies that happen, and everything else. We're not going to talk about all those things, but what I will say is that the advances in modern technology have saved lives to the point where it's, it's a true, true blessing. Things that happen, what? you know, half a century ago, or now that we can fix, I mean, it's, it's amazing. But my point here is that we don't seek God first. We kind of treat him as sloppy seconds. I'm not sure about you, but when you're not treated with top priority, it doesn't make you feel too good. So it's kind of like being chosen last you know playing dodgeball or any type of you know pe game whatever you know what i'm saying we all know what that feels like but if you seek the lord with pure motives and a sincere heart he will deliver you from all fears now listen to verse five they look to him and were radiant and their faces will never be ashamed Listen to verse six. This poor man cried. David's talking about himself. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. Um, two words here that keep popping up. All, all, all. Are you seeing that? The Lord will deliver you from all your fears and all your troubles. Now, let me make something also clear. God does not deliver in our timing. It's his timing. There is a, there is a man, a brother in Christ. We had men's study last night in James chapter 4. And I'm so thankful for the, for the men that show up to Bible study every single week. Uh, I don't like not having it every other, I don't like having it every other Tuesday. So we decided to do it every, every week. And so this guy was pouring his heart out, talking about how his ex-wife is, is constantly throwing him under the bus, sending him nasty messages and telling him what a horrible person he is and horrible daddy is and all these things like that. 
and yet he always is re remaining faithful to the Bible. He's always going back and checking, always making sure. And what's ironic because after our Bible study, not just not yesterday, but the week prior, we were on James 3 talking about taming the tongue. And he said it was so funny because after I got home, a message was sent, several attacking me, and I wanted to respond in anger, and I did not. And I said, that's good, because God is glorified in that, but also you're, you're being obedient to the word of God, because we just read it. So that, 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 that's a powerful testimony. But the, some of these people that are coming to study, they're going through the absolute fire right now. And it's, he's not delivered from this problem yet. And this has been a, this has now been like a two, three year process. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of us have been going through the fire for a long time. But rest assured, God will deliver you from it. It may take time. My fiery ordeal that I went through, it lasted from about 2012 to 2018. Huge family issue. I kind of told you a little bit of details on it. I was stressed out to the point of, I, I don't know. I mean, I was... I, I probably took some years off my life uh, by stressing and worrying about it, which I wish I, I wish now who I am today would talk to my younger self. Um, and maybe one day I'll, I'll write myself a letter that I heard that's a really awesome practice to do is to write yourself, uh, you know, that was 10 years ago. So I should write myself a letter and, you know, comfort my, uh, that'd be actually pretty cool. Uh, so I might, I might do that, but anyway, um, God's going to deliver you and from all your troubles, but you know, it's not just that deliverance, what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to get you through it. He's not going to just snatch you out of it, mad, and you know, ta-da, here we go. We're done. But he's going to get, give you the strength, the endurance the peace and the patience through that storm. Because it's when we go through these trials that we truly trust in him. When Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt and they came across the Red Sea, they knew they were going to be chased after by Pharaoh, what kind of fear do you think they had then? It wasn't until God parted the seas and delivered them on the dry ground that was the bed of the sea. What a spectacular moment that would have been. And we believe as Christians, we believe that's historical fact, not a, not a fairy tale so the same God that delivered Moses and the Israelites from Egypt 
the same guy that, <laughs> that gave David the strength to slay the giant in front of him is the same God that we serve. Amen to that. So no matter what you're going through today, our God is a deliverer. Our God is a God of peace. He is a God of patience. He is a source of all goodness, hope, love, mercy. He withholds his righteous judgments against us and grants us mercy. He is waiting with open arms and with great eagerness to forgive you if you just come to him. So you should no longer resist. But fall upon the mercy of God because heaven's gates are swinging wide open today for you. He's inviting you in to his kingdom while, you, while there's still time. And we must take advantage of that. Because we are still in the era of grace. But understand this, that this great patience of God will last only a certain amount of time. And I want you to be a part of the kingdom of God, to be a part of God's family with me. It's up to you. And I will just tell you this. Yes, my ordeal took six years to get over, but he, he delivered me. <laughs> he came through. And that moment, I'm telling you, that moment, and when God delivered me, I, I knew that, that, was a, that was a delivering moment. Let me say something here. And some of you may have heard this story before. So I ask for your patience to hear it again. My father and myself were at kind of at odds. Not to get into the specifics of it. Um, but we kind of parted ways when it came to church. And that was not an easy thing for me to do. Trust me, it was as close as, to hell as I wanted it to be. And that may sound like an exaggeration, but for me, that was, that was top of the list. And so six years went by. I had some growing up to do. So it wasn't until I was asked to preach at church. And I preached on the parable of the sower. And I invited people from work. And I actually had a pretty good turnout, which I was really blessed that they came. So we had a good turnout, but I also invited my parents to come and I was shocked when they accepted the request. And let me just say this, that sermon is actually 
on the Living Parables podcast that I do. It's on my profile page. And it's uh, it's called The Parable of the Sower. And it's just, uh, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a special day. But that was a day that my dad came. He had tears in his eyes and hugged me. And he said, my job here is done. And what he meant by that is that he could take comfort in knowing that his son didn't stray off the path like he, and maybe he thought he thought he did, but he was on the right path. And that was an incredible moment. That was a God delivering moment, but it took years, it took patience. And he was trying to teach me something. So if you're going through a, a fiery ordeal, God is trying to get your attention somehow. Either if you're an unbeliever, try to get your attention to have you come to him for peace, life, and restoration. And if you're a believer, he's trying to sanctify you in some way. So with that being said, our God is a great deliverer. He delivers today. And the greatest thing that he has ever done for deliverance was deliver us from sin and bring us to eternal life. And that was only through his son and his son alone. When Jesus Christ died upon that cross, he took all of our sins to those who would ever believe. And he nailed them to the cross. And by his sacrifice, and by his blood, he forgave us of our sins. And what's powerful about that is that it just didn't end with the death. He was buried and he resurrected, which validated everything that he claimed to be and it validated that sacrifice to show to the whole entire world that he truly is the son of God, that he is God and that by faith and grace through Christ, we can have everlasting life through his son, Jesus Christ. So that being said, come to Christ today and he will deliver you from sin. He will get you through everything that you encounter. It may not be right away, but he will get you through. So I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps each and every single one of you and gives you peace. And remember, everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time. God bless you all.